Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, podcast family. We are so excited to have you guys back for another episode. Like always, we're thrilled to be able to release another episode to our family. So thank you for joining us today and taking time to listen to this episode. Jerry, what do we have in store for our listeners today, topic-wise? Today, we are talking about being the author of your own love story. And, you know, that kind of goes along with that old phrase, you know, being the pilot of Mm -hmm. your own life, just like how you can pilot and navigate your phone right now to go leave us a review. (laughs) I like how you slipped that in there. (laughs) (laughs) They thought we weren't going to say it. Super (laughs) smooth. Yes. If you haven't left us a review yet, make sure to do so. It helps us so much, not just reaching more people, but also helps us in our hearts because it makes us so happy when you guys leave us reviews. And we love hearing your feedback and how much you guys love the episodes because honestly, Jerry and I, for being 100% real here, we don't make anything off this podcast. This is all just a labor of love for each and every one of you. And so when we hear that you guys love it as much as we love you, it just it makes our hearts happy. So make sure you leave a, a review. <laughs> yeah, Brianna said it great that we take the time to do, these, to do these podcasts because we want to help people. And for all the people who have reached out so far and have asked more questions and have said they've been helped, Thanks so much because it helps motivate us to continue to make this awesome content for you guys. So mm-hmm. moving forward, let's talk about being the author of your own love story. Yeah. So what does it mean to be the author of our own love story? Well, for starters, this is your life, your story, and your opportunity here on this earth to use your free agency. The thing is, I feel like with Christians and with our culture a lot as believers in God, we tend to just think that God controls everything. And we know that God is completely in control, but I think that's different to saying that he controls everything. I don't think God controls every aspect of every moment here on this earth, but he is in complete control. And I think that's an important distinction to make here. And it heavily applies to our lives. I like to think of us and our lives here on this earth as a vehicle, as a car. And we are driving the vehicle. And God is the one who is guiding us like a GPS or helping us decide which turns to make. But in order for us to move forward, we have to put our foot on the gas and we have to steer that steering wheel. And you can't steer or guide a car in park. Yeah, I really like that analogy. And just just to think about what it means to be an author, you know, you're writing the book. You're saying how everything goes. You could get through part of your story and say, I don't like how this story goes, and so I'm going to change the direction. That's us. If, if you don't like where you're at right now in your dating life, you get to write the next chapter and make yourself better. If you like where you're going and you want to make yourself worse, you can change that too. <laughs> but I don't think people are here to do that. So... Just keep that in mind, what it means to be an author and and how you can become the author of your life. And so we're going to provide 
some ways that you can be better at doing that here today. Yeah, and I think that it's important to note that just because we're taking charge of our life doesn't mean we're kicking God to the curb. It doesn't mean that he's not guiding us and not there with us, you know, helping us move forward. But he also can only help encourage us and guide us if we're actually moving forward. And that's where this comes into play, being the author of our own love story. Uh, So here's a few points, like Jerry said, that we're going to share here of how you can be your own author. Number one. Quit waiting for love to happen to you. That means quit waiting around for things to just fall into your lap, for people to just suddenly walk up to you and ask you out or someone else to set you up on a date and, you know, different circumstances to happen to you in order for you to take that step forward. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's so important for us to take matters into our own hands. And we've we've talked about this, especially with a lot of you girls that are out there listening to this podcast Instead of sitting around waiting for Timmy to ask you out, you go ask out Timmy. (laughs) Yeah. And like we talked about with Liv on the previous podcast, you know, we're in a different time now. Girls asking guys isn't weird. It's not frowned upon, maybe by the older generation, but by our generation, this is totally accepted and cool and something that could really help you make more connections. So when you're not waiting for love to happen to you and you're taking things into your own hands, that means you're going to be taking that step forward to make that connection, to ask someone out, to ask for someone's number, to go up and talk to that boy, not waiting for him to come talk to you, or as a guy, not waiting for a girl to come show her interest first. You go over there and show your interest first. And just you being the one to take that step forward and put yourself out there. So that kind of leads into our next point, which is that we should stop letting others dictate or tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing to find love. And one of the reasons I say this is because no no two authors are the same. Mm-hmm. And nobody has, not every author has the same genre, either that they're writing. And so if you have a friend who is all about just finding you know the next girl to make out with and hoping that something <laughs> comes of it, maybe that's not the pattern that you want to emulate. And so... Just don't let other people tell you that this is the way you need to do things. Even on this podcast, you know, we give you advice and let you govern yourself of how you're going to improve your situation. Yeah, and that means that, you know, sometimes our family or sometimes our friends, they're coming from a really good place of wanting to help you in your dating journey. But they'll tell you, oh, you have to say things just this way or you have to go on this specific date or you have to go to this specific place to meet someone. And they try to narrow it down to like a specific set of instructions of exactly what you have to do. I mean, there's even some dating coaches out there who try to do that as well. Try to tell you you have to exactly do these these 10 steps or certain things you have to text someone or say when you meet someone or how to pick up a person. And those are all great tools to have in your toolbox, like we talked about with Elisa But that doesn't mean that that's the only way that things can happen. And so we need to step out of that comfort zone we have of just sticking to a set script and start realizing that letting others dictate how our love story is happening means that it isn't our love story. So moving on to point number three, we need to look inward, set goals, and make improvements on ourselves. So the reason that we need to look inward is because we're never going to make improvements 
if we're not seeing things about ourselves that we need to improve. Right, Brianna? Oh, 100%. And since we're all on this journey where we're in perfect being seeking to be more perfect, then there's always something we can improve on, whether that be, I don't know, our patience, or it could be something like a talent that you have that you can improve on. And all of those things, seeking to improve yourself daily is going to help you not only be a more desirable person, but also be more well-rounded and happier with yourself. When we're seeking to improve on ourselves, it helps us feel more confident and happy with who we are, which also attracts others to us. Number four, make connections. Don't fear the first step. Embrace it. The first step could be the one towards eternity. So making connections is so important because we're not just going on random dates with guys or girls hoping to meet someone who seems extra chill (laughs) or who uh, has really nice lips or has the most awesome car. (laughs) What we're seeking to do is make a true connection with a human being. And the only way we can do that is by being vulnerable and truly trying to get to know someone for who they are in their soul. And that means no nickmos. That means no jumping the gun with physicality too soon. That means asking good questions and having quality dates where it can help promote those good conversations with the person we're on the date with. Yes, making connections is the most important thing that we're trying to do with with dating. And so if we are not making connections and we're moving on with these, you know, physical aspects because, you know, I should I should improve that. We want to make emotional connections mm-hmm. that are going to give us a lasting relationship. And honestly, sometimes making those connections can feel really scary. And that's why I talk about fear in this point, because taking that first step and opening up to someone and talking about yourself and learning about them and putting yourself at risk of feeling hurt because of rejection takes a lot of bravery and courage to do that and taking that first step can be scary but if we never take that first step and seek true connection then we never have the opportunity to really get to know someone and have that eternal connection by marrying them no one will continue to date someone who they don't feel a connection with and that's why that's so important that making connections part of it thanks Bree. all right point number five Understand that inspiration and guidance comes to those who are making efforts. So if we're not putting our best foot forward and trying our best to be that author of our own life, this goes perfectly hand in hand with the GPS and, and the parked car situation. We're not going to see, receive inspiration from the Lord as easy if we're not putting ourselves in a position where the Lord can guide us. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, saying that you want to date someone and you want to meet someone, you want to get married, but saying, but now's not the right time or but this and this needs to happen first or I'm just waiting for the right person to come into my life. All kinds of excuses right there. Right. And we always want to say that, you know, God has timing for us and God has someone he's preparing for us and he can only send us the right way to meet this prepared person if we're taking those steps forward and we're opening ourselves up to the possibility of a connection. Because let's be honest, they always say, you know, we make plans, God laughs, right? <laughs> and it's true. If, if we truly want what God has in store for us to come to us, then we have to also be walking towards it and open to receiving something. 
And that means being open to it at all points in our life. I think I've seen that pattern in in my own life of just outside of dating, of course, um, as well. Just the times when I feel like I receive the most inspiration from um, Didi, I guess, is is when I'm already out doing something. Like I've already I've already made a choice, and and I'm getting that confirmation, just like we've talked about in uh, in our Revelation and Imagination um, episode. So uh, again, we would just definitely encourage you guys to put your best foot forward. Number six, fear is not the opposite of faith. And doubt is not the same as fear. Don't doubt that your future is bright. So fear is not the opposite of faith. Lots of times we think that because we are afraid of making those connections or possibly afraid of commitment or afraid of meeting our eternal companion, that it means that we don't have faith that they're out there or means that we don't have faith that things could work out or we don't have faith that God has a plan for us. And that is totally false. It's okay to be afraid. You know, courage is not the absence of fear, which is a popular quote right there. Courage is moving forward despite the fear and courage is moving forward with faith that even though we're afraid of what could happen or where the outcome could be, that we do have faith that God has a plan above everything. And the reason that doubt is different from fear is because fear is that you're afraid of what could happen in the future. And doubting yourself or doubting that God has a plan for you is you saying, oh, I don't really think that God even you know, has someone for me or I don't even think that this could happen or... This isn't the right thing. You're wondering if there's even a plan out there. Now, fear is knowing that there's a plan out there, but being a little bit nervous about it, being afraid of getting hurt. And that's why we need to kick doubt to the curb. Doubt is telling you there's no one for you. Doubt is telling you that God doesn't have a plan for you. Doubt is telling you don't take that step because it's not worth it. Fear is telling you, oh, this could hurt. This could hurt. Oh, no. Oh, should I really do this? Yes, I should, but it's it might hurt, but it's okay, you know, and, and still taking that step forward despite that. I think that if we lose sight of the fact that this is part of the plan of salvation, that this is what God has for us, and we just just give up saying, you know, I'm just I'm just going to be single forever, you know, if we're having hard times, then we're definitely letting those doubts come into play that Brianna's talking about, that this is God's plan for us. And so, again, it is perfectly fine to have those fears, and we just need to overcome those fears and and tell ourselves that we have every opportunity to find success, and you can find success all the way until the time you're dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so don't quit. I always think, like President Nelson, our prophet, his love story with his wife, his current wife right now, um, Wendy, is so beautiful because obviously she never gave up hope that she would find her love and her eternal companion. And she might have waited until she was in her older years to find him, but she found him and it was the prophet. I mean, (laughs) the Lord definitely came through for her there. (laughs) And I mean, that's a perfect example of having faith until the end and knowing that the Lord does have something special for you. And I just want to read a comparison of fear and doubt here. It says, fear is a strong, uncontrollable, unpleasant emotion caused by an actual perceived danger or threat, while doubt is disbelief. So it's you not believing that God has a plan. Fear is just being a little bit afraid of that plan. So remember that, folks. Yeah. And, you know, inside of thinking about God's plan, that we have to allow him to be a part of our journey, 
So not not just saying that, you know, I know this is God's plan and I'm going to do my thing, but allowing him to be an active part of that journey where you're allowing yourself to, to pray and to listen to the things that the Lord has in store for you. And I think the listening part's important because a lot of us are really good at praying, not so good at listening. Yeah, I know I am one of those people. So it's definitely something that I think all of us can work on. And I think it's important to note here that with this podcast of saying that we are the authors of our love story, we're not saying that God isn't involved and not to listen to God because you're the author. But we're saying that just take take charge and don't just be someone who's waiting. You can be patient without waiting and being stagnant in one place. Okay, moving on to point number seven, which is seek to embrace your worth and divine nature. We have to be able to understand our value in in this dating process. And I think this also has to do with, with patience. So I think this can apply very strongly to someone who may not have a problem getting dates, but is having problems making connections and they need to be patient. Yeah, and I think it's it can get really hard to be going on so many dates and not seeing what you want to call fruits of your labors, I guess. And I can totally attest to that because I've been there. I've been there where you're going on lots of dates and you know, you think the guy's great and you think things are going well and then they're like, "Oh, no, we're better off as friends" or you know, they <laughs> nothing ever happens of it. And you start to really doubt your worth and doubt whether it's all worth it. And you start to be afraid that, you know, nothing's ever going to come of your efforts to meet someone. And I think a lot of that leads back to us having that faith that God's going to give us something beautiful here in this life if we keep moving forward and understanding, like we just said, your divine worth and beauty and understanding that you are a child of God and he is very aware of you and he's aware of your struggles and that you are worthy of love. Whether that love comes from someone you're dating or it comes from yourself loving who you are and loving your divine nature, both of those are very valid, beautiful things. And I think understanding that concept is what gives you that patience to persevere in your dating experiences because you want to find somebody who's going to understand that worth that you have and somebody who's going to help you embrace that worth. So don't spend your time with somebody who's not going to bring out the best in you. Exactly. Okay, here's our last one, which is ditch comparisons. I know this is a really hard one in today's day and age with social media and with Everyone left and right, all of your friends are probably like getting engaged, you know, having babies, and you see it as them moving forward in their life and you just staying stagnant. I know I felt that way a lot when my friends were getting married and having children. And comparing also your love story to that of your friends, like, oh, they met this way. Oh, they got engaged within two months. Oh, they got married, you know, six weeks later, whatever it is, comparing everything to do with their relationships and them meeting their spouses to what you're doing now. And we need to ditch that. We need to get rid of that because like we talked about, this is your love story. This is unique to you. And I think it's really awesome to kind of reference back to our interview with Mark Ogletree when he talked about all the different ways that his kids met their spouses. And each one of those was super different. 
and kind of random, just like totally different ways to meet their spouses and totally different ways that they got together and like fell in love. And that's the beautiful thing about love stories is they're all different and all unique and you can't compare them. They're totally incomparable. This reminds me of a situation where I had to write an essay in middle school. Me and my my good friend, we decided, oh, let's kind of tag team on this on this essay. And I wasn't very good at the topic. He was very good at it. And um, as he kind of wrote his essay, I based a lot of my essay off of what he was saying and just put things <laughs> in different words. <laughs> and the teacher caught on to this and was just like, I know you guys are friends. And they look so similar, but she could tell that my friend's essay was like, more legit and mine was more or less <laughs> plagiarized <laughs> without copying the words like it was almost just the same essay this is what i take from your story is you know a love that's copying someone else's love or a relationship that you're trying to copy everything or do everything the same as someone else is going to smell fake <laughs> it's going to not have the same authenticity and soul that the original essay has right And that's why your teacher, I'm sure, could notice it because she's like, wow, these are really similar. But this one seems really not as good, not as meaty, you know, (laughs) it doesn't have the backbone or or the commitment, I guess, to it. And the same goes for comparing how our life is going and our love story is going to others. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't hide the things that make you who you are. In comparing with yourselves with other people, you may hide things that make you special to be like someone else because you see someone else having success. So if you're somebody who likes to sit down and play Smash Bros all the time, make sure they know you like to play Smash Bros all the time because maybe they (laughs) want to play with you or maybe they think that's weird. Give them the choice to let them think that that's weird. So to some degree, you're taking away someone's agency by not showing them the real you. Yeah, I I love that. And this is reminding me of something that I've been learning about because I'm getting my real estate license and I'm working to become a real estate broker. And one of the things they talk about a lot is the uniqueness of real estate. They always say like location, 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 because you can have two houses that are exactly the same house, exactly the same paint color, style, layout, everything exactly the same but in two different locations and they can be worth different prices and they can be totally incomparable because of their different locations. And it totally goes the same for relationships. You can be super similar to your twin sister, but you guys have a totally different story because you're different people when it comes down to it. And the same goes for your love story. So don't be afraid to take charge of your love story and your life and embrace the differences, embrace the uniqueness, embrace the differences in location and that you're on a slightly different path from everybody else around you because that's part of being individual. Well, just to wrap it up here, I just want to make a special note that although we are writing our own story, we're the author of our own love story, God is the editor. He's your backspace key because of repentance. He's your outline because of the gospel giving us a path of the way to go. And he's also your inspiration. So he's the one that's going to inspire you to keep going, to seek your deeper worth and divine nature, and to have that moral compass deep down and that light that helps propel you forward and helps you keep the faith. So remember that. He's your backspace key your outline, and your inspiration. And God is preparing someone special for you. You just have to do the work to find him. 
So if you're listening to this podcast, just remember, God is in your corner, we're in your corner, and keep persevering to find the person that you love. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.